I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> specious incentives here incentives that yes like, i think we want humanity. we want pro-human yeah let's make the future good for the humans yes yes because we're humans harvard's polling director told the washington post that the millennials he interviewed said capitalism was unfair and left people out despite their hard work well yeah it is unfair that's kind of the idea now watch this drive i was just telling randy that this podcast is starting to feel like a job sure yeah, well, that's because you're not bringing the energy. When I was on Island Time last week, <laughs> are you I, still on Island Time? Well, here's the the problem. I'm I'm so glad you asked. The problem is putting in a notice. You still do have to continue working. Yeah, at the place. Yeah, I, I I remember the last time I because I, I I've been at places for very uh, long periods of time, and uh, the last time I put in two weeks, I was like, damn, I'm not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some people on this call are making me go to meetings still and talk to the people who may or may not be replacing me. And it How did you not expect that to happen? I mean, it's not that I didn't expect it, right? It's just that now that it's happening, you know I'm going to complain about it. Yeah. Yeah. He needs right. somewhere to focus his energy right. I, and that's the, that's the other problem you. that I haven't considered now is I don't you. know who I'm going to be mad at. You're still going to be mad at the same people because your friends work there. That's probably true, but I'm I'm still I'm hoping that the sort of residual anger and rage will carry me through like to the finish line on some projects. But yeah, no, I'm in I'm business Drew now. I'm in business mode. You business Drew, all the right. Hair is slicked back. You went from island time to business Drew. Whenever I tell somebody that they're making a stupid ass decision, I always preface it with I'm no, I'm not a business guy, but blank. I think I've just got to stop doing it. I think I've just got to start going at it. May 5th or whatever, you will be officially a business guy. I'm a business guy. I'm doing, I'm on mm-hmm. my grind. I'm on the, the hustle, yeah. hustle mindset. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. A 24 seven. What are you drinking? Not going to be a developer. No. You can't refer to yourself as that. It's too limited. No, that job's going away anyways. Yeah. We, you we need to, man. when I was talking to one of the higher ups about my reasons for leaving, I, I think I literally used the phrase, I need to find higher ground. Because of the like <laughs> the flood that is coming like in, the Red Hot Chili Peppers song. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, it's actually, and, isn't that a, a Stevie Wonder cover? Yeah. <laughs> I so the the only objective that I have is stacking as much paper as humanly possible, assuming paper is still good when the economy collapses. Which probably I not. just have one question for you, Drew. Are you wearing socks right now? And slippers. What kind of socks? Black socks. Are they business socks? Uh, no, unfortunately, those are in the shop. Right. Sometimes you, you ever business so hard your business socks, and it it causes like a like a mold situation. All right, this the, oh. this is off the rails. Do we want to do album on display first, or do we want to do um, Elon's interview with Tucker Tucker Carlson? Album on give me the album. Give me the album. All right, uh, you already got it. Carl's been sitting on this call; he can read it. Like I, I, I did not want to post this. Okay, I know, I know okay. exactly what it don't, is. But don't I'm say not it. Gonna, I'm not going to say it. Okay, first describe it, and I'm just going to say it's really quick. Jewish this doctor. is the, 20th, the 25th anniversary of this <laughs> album. 
and this is the 25th anniversary version of this album. So it's it's a really cool version. It's got a a really beautiful booklet that comes with it. It's gatefold. It's got uh, the front. You can't tell from the video, obviously, but the front has a um, a pressing, so it's like embossed. Uh, you know mm. the, the letters. And my old band, way way long time ago, was like a huge fan of this band, and uh, you know they were just pretty important in the late '90s, early 2000s indie emo. Sorry to rekindle that gorillas that term, but scene. So. Um, so it's a it's a white canvas album mm-hmm. or just a white album canvas background. Album, you bastard! <laughs> and uh, there's a couple of, there's a there's a couple of frames uh, mm, uh, of mm. pictures on um, on the white canvas background. Mm. This Nickelback, yeah. um, almost like it's weaved together in some sort of a, yeah like pattern like a like you would do yeah. like, with hair. Like you, you look, it's it, like it can't it's like it, it can't be broken like a, like a like a chain. Yeah, it's like a frame. <laughs> Stop on, it! With it's, like, it's like it's like frames <laughs> no. on canvas, or maybe it's in canvas, like frames in canvas, something like that. Yeah, or frames, and, frame and canvas. Frame and canvas. Yeah. Uh, I just say it. You already gave it away. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Champaign, Illinois. It was released in 1998 Records. Looking at it, looking at it right now, it's it looks like a big like minecraft block to be honest yeah the, uh, the <laughs> resolution is so oh really right is now. it getting is the lag yeah. switch kicking in yeah as soon as we yeah. said let's do album on display all right so are you on ethernet <laughs> i don't know why it does that it's, he's on that he's on that uh that fiber yeah me too all right it's braid frame and canvas i'm just gonna give it away oh shit wow that's crazy yeah. No idea. Um, and uh, released in 1998. Um, 7th, 1998. Again, this is a very important uh, album in the Midwest emo scene in that time. Another cool little factoid is this was recorded at Inner Ear, which is where like Fugazi and Shudder to Think, a lot of the Discord DC hardcore records were recorded. Just a little cool nod to their forebears. But yeah, this is Bob Nana and Chris Broach and cool group of folks making really good pop punk emo oh, fucking course it songs. focuses now <laughs> yeah the lag switch is true that's man. bullshit <laughs> yeah so yeah braid frame and canvas emo and post hardcore yeah it's really good though i mean in all honesty i hate those genres i hate all genres like that it's it's a good pop record basically you know it's it's a pop guitar oriented pop record with really good songs different kind of they're not your typical like verse course verse standard format songs there's a quirkiness to them bob nana who's the primary lead singer has a bit of a unique quality to his voice he's not like a virtuosic singer or anything um this guy up. Hmm? oh i just said i gotta look this guy up yeah it's just i, I like it i don't know if nostalgia is tainting my opinions of this album <laughs> it was <laughs> no but you know give it a listen it's i think yeah, it's I'll really try great. It yeah it has as of july 2004 you get some newer data wikipedia frame and canvas has sold over 16,000 copies worldwide yeah see that's that's what we're talking about we're not talking about taylor swift we're not talking about lady gaga yeah. that's we're but about, that's all i know is about, the like, taylor swift and the lady gaga's randy it's interesting they preceded 
says it preceded by a European tour with the Get Up Kids. I, I remember the Get Up Kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Get Up Kids were definitely one of the more prominent um, yeah. bands. They, I no, didn't listen. I didn't listen to the Get Up Kids. They're they're Kansas them. City, Missouri. So it's all like Midwestern emo, like that that Promise yeah. Ring, Get Up Kids, uh, Braid, like all that stuff coming out of the. Uh, second wave it's considered the second wave of emo but get up kids definitely were emo, obviously the emo biggest... never had waves randy it's oh it's all emo okay i'm um, gonna just name some of the bands here because i haven't heard of any of them so hot water music mm-hmm. doghouse yeah. records is not is is not a band doghouse records is it was get up kids assigned to that's a record level yeah. discount that's a good ass band name never heard of mm-hmm. them though mm-hmm. burning airlines Burning Airlines now, that was a side project um, of Jay Robbins. So DC kind of infiltrated the whole sound, and, and it became very angular. Like, Q and Not You is part of that as well. Formed in 1997. Sound. It would have been really funny if they were four years later. Seaweed. Seaweed is Seattle. That's Sub Pop Records. They're really great. Kind of like Spitting. Yep, yep. No, I don't know that much about that band, but they were definitely part of the scene. You're a goddamn... This is like my old band like played with these bands. This is like a this very is amazing, formative yeah. era of music for me. That's all. It's, you, it's, it's incredible what, to me that you know you all this. What? Where'd where you click on? What? Like second wave on? emo or something? I'm just in or? release and promotion of this band of this album. Oh, okay. Hmm. You never cease to amaze me with your encyclopedic knowledge of the. Uh, I mean, this is specifically to. Like the era that I kind of came because I graduated high school in '97. I was in a band at that time, and this type of music in the indie rock scene was extremely important. I mean, the the biggest band, the biggest band by far of this era, I'm sure you guys have heard of. The Bell Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, I know Jimmy Eat World. The the middle. That's that was it. Yeah, that that's. I saw saw Jimmy Eat World uh, with Green Day at uh, at one of the um, arenas. They came right out of that scene, directly. Who did they sell the their soul to, to? To make I don't it believe out. in that stuff. I don't believe in it at all. Oh yeah, uh, the Clash. You the wanna... Clash were on a. <laughs> the you Clash were to... on a major label. Uh, the Clash is is a band that you could never talk crap about. You know, and obviously this is seventies, eighties. You know, but they were always on a major label. So I don't want to hear anybody talking about like Sona. Now, if you if you got sold or if you signed to Geffen or Columbia or Sony and then completely transform your sound, then yeah. But Jimmy World sounded exactly like Jimmy World. <laughs> Death Cab for Cutie sounded like Death Cab for Cutie regardless of what label they were Death Cab for... No, that's not true. Death Cab for Cutie sounded exactly like the Postal Service. Well, yeah, it's just, it's Ben Gibbard, so... Oh, such great hype. I know. It's the same lead singer. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's just the exact same band with a different name. The best I can do on these segments is Board Association. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So we've already spent way too much time on a music podcast on display. Let's move on to current interviews of our favorite character for Watch This Drive. I don't believe who's our favorite character. Uh, I think it's Donald. It's Donald Trump. (laughs) It is not Donald Trump. There's one character that we talk about more than any. That's our boy Elongate Musk. Elongate Musk. Yes. So Elongate was recently interviewed by Tucker Carlson. Really? It was Second, just close, a beautiful close runner. The very really, close I mean, they, they almost kissed. They almost kissed. Um, it was it was a very romantic That's, moment. Is there like a is there like a thing that like like a series that Tucker Carlson is doing or something? Because yeah, he, didn't, I, didn't he just interview or get interviewed by Ben or Ben Shapiro? Or that something was like years that? ago. That was years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, he just frequently or infrequently, whatever he does, these big you know 
big name interviews and you know he'll air them this is a two-part series and the second part is airing tonight so obviously we only have the first part which aired last night you guys want to say and, uh <laughs> i don't know what t- what time's tucker on i don't i should know this we should know this are we eight I think we, shit, this we already live, missed it. It we, already aired. Okay, I think yeah. it already aired. Hold on. Um, like 7.30. So, yeah, uh, Tucker, you know, he pressed them really hard on a lot of subjects. Mm-hmm. I'm just lying. He just, it was a bunch of softball bullshit. Mainly it was AI and Twitter. Those are the two things he covered the most. Touched on Tesla a little bit, SpaceX a little bit, but mainly it was AI and Twitter. Those are the... For this uh, first segment, which is about 34 minutes, 35 minutes or whatever. I pulled a couple clips, though. Uh, Carl hasn't watched, I think, Drew. Did you watch the whole thing or did you just watch partial? Uh, the, the, the highlights. Okay, you watched the highlights. Okay, so the clips might be the highlights that you've already watched, but I just want to see uh, Carl. I, I just want to react in general, a reaction in general. We're doing reaction videos now. This is reaction We're doing reaction. reaction. Yeah, this is Carl this reacts. Is reaction. Welcome, everyone, to Carl reacts. Like and subscribe. Um, welcome, welcome to Carl reacts. All right, let's. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. I've been through so many regulatory uh, situations; it's insane. And and the, the, you know, sometimes I, I people think I'm some sort of like regulatory maverick that sort of defies regulators uh, on a regular basis. But okay, this is actually not the case. Is it just me, or does he talk funny? <laughs> he does talk funny. I think he's got a lot of plastic surgery, and I'm not trying yeah. to pick on anyone's visual. No, it's fine. But I think he's got a lot of plastic surgery, like Botox and stuff. So I don't think he can actually move his face. Like his, but his his like mouth doesn't really. Move no, yeah, the way something's you would going expect on. Expected to. I don't know if there's audio lag or if he really just like. There's no robot. audio lag. I think it's just his because Tucker is is Tucker. Like you can you can follow his lips. It's called but there's something going on. Yeah, if you he's if you watch pantomime, he's practicing. If you watch Elon Musk's lips while he's doing this. It's like every word is coming out like later. It's like he's a ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah, it's throwing. I want. He's gonna like drink it. He's gonna. You're gonna watch him like lift up a cup of water, and he's gonna sound exactly the same while he drinks it. All right. <laughs> in you know, once in a blue moon, rarely I will disagree Pause. with regulators, but the vast majority of the time. Okay, are we listening to what he's saying right now? So Carter regulation. Carlson's face looks fucking stupid. Like all, he's do you a, see that? You stop. Can you, talking, can you go back? Just talking you go about back, their looks. Can you go back? So, like, so he's left, a left so arrow, he's, he's a regulatory maverick. <laughs> look at that. Look at his. Look at Tucker's face. No, that's what people say. He's a regulatory maverick. But what he's saying is he actually is very respectful of regulation and he follows it to a T. Yes, that's where okay, most of his bread okay, is butter. I'm can just going to rewind just, it. Just start over. Okay, okay, okay. I'll start it over. I'll start really, it over. I'll really just look start at Tucker's over. face. Really look at the okay. No, no. Watch, watch Elon's mouth. Look at the, both the faces are incredible. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tucker just has that concerned look. Uh, situations, it's insane. And, and the, the, you know, sometimes I, I, people think I'm some sort of, like, regulatory maverick that sort of defies regulators uh, on a regular basis. But this is actually not the case. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> in... <laughs> You know, once in a <laughs> blue moon, rarely I will disagree with regulators. But the vast majority of the time, uh, my my companies agree with the regulations and comply. Um. So Tucker, that's Tucker, it. That's Tucker, it. Tucker, so that's Tucker that's, actually looked very pissed off that he was saying that. That's what I'm saying. Like this is he's the, not happy like, about this. This is a libertarian's wet dream to have these two together. Yeah. And what he's saying right now is just like pissing all over that. Yeah. But it's also, of course, he's. I actually say that, follow but... regulation, and Tucker's like looking at him like, "I will fucking murder." Before you. Before this comment, he was talking about how obviously he works in auto and he works in rockets. So the FAA, NHTSA, you know, the, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, both of them are 
extremely integral to his business, you know, so he's, yeah. he's used to that. And not only is he used to it, but he actually celebrates it because the point he's trying to make is that AI needs to be regulated. Right. I, I just got to say, like, I think like maybe like three quarters of the way through, he was saying that's not actually true. And uh, is Elon Canadian by chance? No, he's South African. Because his mouth moved like Canadians do, like in <laughs> South Park. Like, it's just kind of like, open. it's just kind of like, that's up not, and down. you know that real Canadians, their mouths don't move like that. No, I dated a Canadian for a while, and it is exactly, it, that it, is exactly how they talk. That's on the ground reporting, Randy. How are you going to argue with that? How are you going yeah. to deny cross lived experience? All right, all right. That's, yeah. that's, that's number how one. That's Canadians look and talk. Did you guys see it, though? Yeah, his mouth. No, but like the Tucker—that's like Tucker's. Blah, 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 blah. That's, the, that's the face Tucker always makes. But to the point about regulation. I'm talking about Tucker. To put the the point about <laughs> the point about regulation. These guys, it's the same with Mark Zuckerberg or whoever else. When they're in, of course they love regulation because it blocks anybody from being able to fucking get anywhere near them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Same, there, same there you go. This, this, this clip actually starts with your with your. Time. Very he makes the same face throughout the. Entire I know that's his interview. face. He looks like a fucking idiot all the time. It, it, let, let's describe this for listeners. He's got the uh, uh, eyebrows curled, kind of like curious, like anybody that's ever on? seen Tucker Carlson yeah. knows exactly what he looks it's like. It's the face right also, I make when I'm pretending to listen, but I can't because I'm. He also doesn't fuck. have any lips. He he lacks lips, which is I, I heard this um, comment maybe before, like Elon on TikTok stole them. or something. No, the, this comment was basically like, I don't trust anyone without any lips. And then it was just like clips of Tucker. <laughs> no, in this clip, you can tell Elon, Elon like, has a lot him. of lip. Elon is draining his lips like with remote, okay. some sort of vampirism type thing. Is going on. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's let's play this one and just let you guys react. Uh, I said, well, what about, you know, who we're going to make sure humanity's OK here. Um, <laughs> and and and. Um, Oh, uh, and then he called me a species. So he doesn't. He doesn't really <laughs> want. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Did he use, what, did he use what that the term? Fuck? Yes. What the fuck the noise did he just make? I wasn't the only one there. He uh, called me a species. This one. This and one so, is like very laggy. Like, okay, that's it. Uh, I've... Okay, let me. Let me so, just so, back. Hold just, on. Just run that back. My, hold on. My reaction for this is. So as soon as he said he wants humanity to be okay or something, they both just busted out laughing. Well, no, 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 no. You do not call uh. that laughing. Well, okay. what, well, what he did was of his version of laughing. It's like a weird cackle. Presumably, thing. you know, you know, we all or everyone used to say that Mark Zuckerberg is a like a robot. But no, I'm I think sure, I think I'm pretty Musk sure is Elon is also yeah. a robot. Okay, I should have set up this clip a little bit more. So the context of this clip is Tucker asked him about the history of his investment in OpenAI, and Elon is describing his relationship with Larry Page, you know, former founder Google. Uh, google guy uh, um and how he lived at his house in palo alto and they had extensive conversations and elon was the we got to be cautious about this ai and larry page was basically like no just do what we want to do or ai is the future blah 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 so that's the start of this clip so but, but, by the way neither of them had any idea what they were talking about yeah exactly i mean obviously this clip also starts with a laugh and ends with a laugh you know with elon's laugh and tucker that's, that's such a that is, it, <laughs> so focus on that a little bit as well loose, but <laughs> uh, loose, uh i said well, what about you know we're gonna make sure humanity's okay here um <laughs> and 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 um uh and then he called me a speciest uh, <laughs> did he use did he use that term yes and there were witnesses the other, i wasn't the only one there when he called me a species. And so I was like, okay, that's it. Uh, I've, yes, I'm a species. Okay. 
You got me. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> okay. That's, that's it. For one, what the fuck? <laughs> did, never happened. Uh, did not happen. There's witnesses, Drew. There's yeah, witnesses no, present in them the room. To me. Present, and also, like, how many times... I'll, I'll take the over-under on that being tongue-in-cheek any day. If it happened. Yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying that. to defend Larry Page or that whatever. That's ridiculous. Just, like, that's ins- that whole clip is just fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, I was actually talking to Larry Page, who does not run Google anymore. He said I was speciesist. And then Tucker Carlson is like, ha, that reminds me of these woke liberals calling me racist just because I'm saying I don't want brown people in the country. Yeah, and beside the point, you know, which is a point that I made to you guys, uh, or at least to Drew earlier, which is about 20 minutes later, maybe in this interview, maybe even 10 minutes later, Tucker laughs about the fact that Elon laid off 80%. He doesn't Twitter. care. He doesn't care about like, the human so he's race. So he's a species. Yeah. He's like, he cares about, you know, humans. He's like, oh, you got me. It's like, he cares you don't about care. himself. I, like, that's, you don't that's care. it. That's it. Yeah. And the whole, exactly. the whole AI, oh, it's all going to kill us. I don't know. Fucking maybe. I'm a lot more worried about nuclear weapons. And those have been with us for quite some time. But like, it's all marketing. This idea. How that, many of these clips do we have, Randy? Gonna be this four. This four. The, the, the more four. afraid they're, you they're are, short. the more they. No, it's fine. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one, this is about his disappointment in OpenAI and how it's currently GPT specifically. He how tried it's to do a fucking hostile out. takeover and he dropped the ball. Yeah, that's, that's probably. I'm sure that's what he's about to say. I'm sure that's pretty sure they beat him to the punch. You guys could read read between the lines. I, I just thought this was kind of funny. So I'm worried about the fact that uh, it's being it's being trained to be politically correct, which is simply another way of of being untruth saying untruthful things. Yes. So yes. that's that's a bad sign. <laughs> that's certainly a yes. path to AI dystopia is to train AI to be deceptive. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to start something which I know you call Truth GBT or uh, a maximum truth seeking AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe. Better. And I think this this might be the best path to safety in the sense that uh, an AI that cares about understanding the universe. Uh, it is unlikely to annihilate humans because mean? we are an interesting part of the universe. <laughs> but we're That's, an interesting part uh, of the universe? Here's the deal. Because we're part of the universe, bro. It yeah, won't but, but, eliminate us if we're part of it and it learns about us. What about, the, are, the, are, the, are, the, are the employees you just fired not part of the universe? You fucking... He goes, well, maniac? real quick, he goes on to say that, you know, we haven't killed all the chimpanzees. And the only reason we're still alive... <laughs> the only reason we're still alive is because of because we're training it to be woke. Mm-hmm. Training, we're training it to care. Exactly, Carl. I th- you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> They're not training it to politically be correct. Is just trying to be fucking nice. Like, yeah, what just, is wrong with you people? It's it's, it's it's empathy. It's not about lies. It's a just trying to be like, oh, what you want to be referred to as, as to they well. them. You want to be referred to as they them. I'll refer to you as they them. Or oh oh sorry, Oriental is a bad term. I will refer to you as Japanese or Chinese. You know whatever. Or Asian. It's, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like what the fuck? Training like, it this to is be not... to, to to act. I mean, the whole point of AGI in general is that it's supposed to supplement or replace human intelligence for shit that we don't want to do. And in, mm-hmm. in that model, of course, you would want it to act like a goddamn fucking person. No, it needs and, to use the N-word as much as it, it possibly Well, that's what can. I'm saying. Like, what is the, is he providing any examples <laughs> of what he means by they're training it to be woke, right? Like, is it literally just a, you can't get it to say, it tries really hard not to say the N-word? Is that it? Because there's a, an interview. I'll draw a parallel to a different interview that Elon recently did with the BBC, where the interviewer said, oh, well, you know, uh, the Twitter, since your your reign, has seen a lot of a big increase in in hateful messages 
And uh, Elon said, oh, can you give me an example? And the BBC person said, no. no." Uh, and Elon said, okay, so you just lied then. And it, I would like to apply that same logic to this interview, Elon. Can you give an example of what slurs you would very much like it to say? Probably the N-word, I would assume. That would be, yeah. He's, yeah. He's That's South probably African, the big one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was a All kid. Right, so I... <laughs> this last clip is not about AI. This is actually about... um. Uh, Twitter specifically, and it's more about Tucker than it is about um, 15 seconds. Oh, one, more one more thing. One more thing. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, the, go, go for the it. The number one use case for, in particular, right now, the chat, GPT, GPT4, whatever, is, is like about a, PC wokeness. Well, it's a corporate environment. Like, it's for a corporate environment. And so, like, yeah. it responds exactly like you would expect a PR person to respond. You. Which is the problem, Drew? Or, or an that's HR the, person? That's the that's it should capitalism. Be, it should be open. That's capitalism. It should be open and nonprofit. Yeah. So it can swear and that's and also fine. I listen. I don't really give a shit if it did like say bad words, right? The internet says bad words. You can Google that shit. Like it doesn't. I don't have a dog in that fight. But the fact that he like he's turning this into a culture war thing because he fucking missed the boat. It's so transparent. It's so cynical. Well, only he's only doing that for Tucker, though. This is just performative for Tucker. For this audience, audience in particular, yeah. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Again, this is about what Twitter. Is, what does his shirt say? Does it say? I'm not sure. I I, I was trying fat, to read it. Fat man. I don't know. Can't. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I didn't know man. if it was like some fake like Klingon language or something. I don't know. Oh, it might be. Maybe it's his daughter's name. <laughs> That's a good one. Got him. Burn. This one's about Twitter. It's about government involvement in Twitter. The, the degree to which uh, various government agencies had effectively had full access to everything that was going on on Twitter uh, blew my mind. Um, I was not aware of that. Would that include people's DMs? <laughs> uh, yeah. Very concerned, Tucker. Oh, oh I got to delete some shit. <laughs> That's it. That's I it. I love that. I love that. Oh. I know. Oh. I love the, the, the performative nature of it. Yeah. But here's, here's yeah, the no, thing. Such, these are such uh, fucking the softballs. I swear to God. There's a, there's a thing that we weren't talking about, right? So, so he's talking about like, uh, the government having access to the DMs, right? Like he, and, and whatnot, but, and he's a scoffing at that. Mm -hmm. He's like, this is ridiculous, but we just read an article about, you know, law enforcement using these chats and social media stuff for hunting down people having abortions. And he's mm -hmm. perfectly fine with that. It's the same fucking thing. Like it's yeah. <laughs> giving the government access to this private social media information, you know? Or yeah. Not. What is the actual, that's private. okay though. Yeah. What, what is yeah, the okay. actual yeah. fucking worldview yeah. here? It, like you can't pin it down obviously because it's not coherent, but it reminds me of yeah. the, the discourse that happened. What was it? There was a, a situation where there was a shooting in, I think San Bernardino and one of the shooters had an iPhone and law enforcement wanted access to it because they wanted to see if they were connected to something larger. They wanted mm -hmm. to do whatever. And Apple essentially said, no, we're not going to break this shit for you because of the precedent that it sets. I remember there being a very big discourse around it. And of course, people like Tucker, conservative people, and I mean, liberals too. I mean, it, like they were all very upset with Apple. This is bigger than that. It's, you know, it's a mm -hmm. terrorist thing. What is your actual take on this, Tucker? Like, he when should the government be allowed to elon goes to describe that exact situation not the san bernardino thing but he essentially makes the analogy of i want encryption on dms where if someone put a gun to my head as you know the owner of 
and CEO of Twitter, I would not be able to retrieve those DMs. Do it then, Howard. Kind of it's not that encryption. hard. Well, he, he's saying that he's going to do it. And Tucker's like, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well, talk to me again in Sounds an good. hour when uh, somebody, when, when, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's it's, very good. Uh, listeners, I'm doing a no lip kind and of it's thing. And it's like, okay. I, I have a little bit of a lip. It's so much. funny because it's, no, I know. Well, because Elon's draining <laughs> all of our lips just by us. Every time we say his name, we lose a little bit of our lip volume and it goes to him directly. <laughs> These are the people that claim to be about protecting the children and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And they also, in any other, like if you put the, a specific case in front of them that were like, we're going to catch uh, an eight-year-old who needs an abortion. Or we're gonna catch uh, some some uh, somebody who may or may not be a terrorist that we may or may not have egged on to, to get there. Or we're gonna allow fourteen year olds to work six hours after school. Or right, right, but children, it's like, bro, or, you gotta you gotta give the children jobs. That's specifically like children. Children. Iowa. Like, Iowa just did that. They just passed laws at four thirty this morning to allow kids to work. Yeah, it, this is but this with, specifically with like end to end encryption stuff. Like it's for me. It's loaded, right? Because on one hand, you definitely want people to be able to communicate privately and have their privacy protected and secure. On the other hand, obviously, that opens the door for a lot of illicit, immoral, unethical, illegal, heinous shit to happen. On that it's platform. always been around, though. No, I understand that. And that's why I tend to come down on the, the side of like, just do end to end encryption. Like it's the, it, but that's like, yeah, but yeah, but that's like, it's, it's almost like saying that like, you should be able to just like search people's mail. At any time you want. No, you know, I, I like, but you can't like, so if you got a warrant, you know what I'm saying like, like I sent, I just sent uh-huh. a letter. I just sent a letter to someone and it's like, oh, we're going to read that just because we think, you know, there might be some illicit shit in there. It's like, this, right, I mean, they, this stuff's they, always, they can do that. I know they can. Yeah. And but any, like, doesn't you're watching, make it right. You're, you're watching the Sopranos right now. You watch yeah. the wire. This is, the, it's always yeah. this, but it's TV though. Like, but you know, I mean, you, it's still you never it's know always, exactly how much they what they can get away with. But what I'm saying is, it's always based on this whole, you know, Goodfellas or whatever. I know it's all TV and and, and movies and whatever. But it's always based on this cops and robbers kind of this circle of we yeah. want access to this. So we're, we're trying to, to decode the cipher that they're communicating. You know, that the drug dealers in the wire, you know, Baltimore communicating mm-hmm. with blah blah blah. So yeah, it's always a a, a race. Cat and mouse. It's a cat and mouse kind of game, exactly. Yeah. And this is just the next level of that. But at the same time, I'm just going to take a word out of Drew's mouth right now. You don't have to cure any of this if you just didn't have a shitty ass like economic system such as capitalism. Yeah. That's right. You're just creating these situations with the material conditions on the ground that you have to. It's a feature, to... not a bug. Exactly. Exactly. What, you, what, you, has happened, what has happened to the, like, what has happened to the marijuana sales? Since it's become legal, as far as like the illegal aspects of it, do people still go? My revenue downtown? certainly down. No, that's not what I mean. People sold it primarily because it was a way to make money, mm-hmm. right? And because they were impoverished and they needed to make ends meet. Now that it's legal, it's like, what what happened to those people? I guarantee they're not doing well. Yeah, in but that in that circle, they're probably pivoting to other drugs. Yeah, probably like harder stuff that you can't mm-hmm. get, but you know, but. I don't know. know, Fentanyl is a big one and stuff. I mean, I can speak for, I'm not going to name any names, but people who are really close to me are just growing it on their own now because it's technically legal to grow so many plants or what have you. Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. But but weed itself is also extremely cheap right now, like legal weed. You can get like 100 milligrams of edibles for like six bucks, which is like like 10 doses easily. Milligrams? Can we use like America? 
Uh, uh, units, no. please. No, it's just what's on America the package. Units. How many ounces? What, like, what are we talking about? Get the fucking bag. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. D- Drew, you don't have to. God damn it. <sighs> uh, for the record, Drew, I've I don't never like this. Sold. I, and for the record, I don't like this hair at all, Drew. Yeah, Why? I don't either. It's, it's too well I, I just like the, I like the wild. Yeah. Uh, my, my fucking like Bernie wannabe. I think it's. No, I like your Charlie hair. I think there's a bit of false advertising going on with the this. Is like, this is like, this is like Mac right hair. Oh, that's what you I get for using static assets, YouTube and Randy. Do we? Do I need to redo your hair? No, for you should every just. Thumbnail? You just need to like have some sort of like on the fly automated system that uh, interprets it. You know how to draw that by hand, you bastard. I, no, I know. Well, you probably didn't need to, but I appreciate the craft. <laughs> the fact that you didn't need to, I think, makes it more meaningful. Mm-hmm. It's not on here. I guess I could Google it. Yeah. Well, just give me the what, what six hundred milligrams. You can just Google that. Yeah. Milligrams. Like, why? Why did you go all this way? I don't. I think to impress you guys. Okay, well, that's uh, that's I'm not impressed. that much. That is not that much at all. It's point zero zero three ounces. It's basically not it's, even there. It's, it's very little. Very little. I think you actually get more M and M's in a pack of M and M's. But that's just the content of the. That's not the weight of the. It is the weight. All right, all right. Let's pivot to the next segment. I have. What is the next segment? I have Bard. I have an invite to Bard. I'm right an early. Uh, I'm a Google guy, so I got it from my like Pixel phone and everything. Like they they invited me very early, so I have it. Yes. Drew has GPT four. That's right. Because he's he's on that that side of things. So I think we need to have GPT four and Bard have a conversation. Yes. Did you want to talk at all about the sixty minutes thing, or are we not going to have time? We could talk about the sixty minutes. The only things. thing. The only thing that I, I didn't really cut any clips from it. It's okay. The only thing I really care to say about that is that um, 60 Minutes interviewed Google, I would say, fairly uncritically mm-hmm. about their AI offerings. Uh, about as Google. uncritically as Tucker uh, interviewed Elon. Yeah, two sides. Two sides of the same coin here. Uh, mm-hmm. And the main thing that I got from it is that we have, in fact, reached the stage of the the hype cycle where people are just lying about things. And I don't, I mean, the one thing that I think stands out and has been roasted online to no end is that there's a, a bit in there where somebody's like, yeah, it learned Bengali on its own with just a few prompts. Uh, No, Bengali was in the training set. So the one way that you can interpret it is that when they said Bard, they were referring to like an earlier version that was not trained on Bengali. But I don't know. That's pretty generous. Not to be devil's advocate here, but when I watched that, I definitely got the same impression. I think that was the 60 Minutes folks giving us that impression more than the actual google folks though okay i think what the guy was implying was the fact that because it knew bengali and it knew english that it could translate english statements to bengali very quickly and that it didn't it didn't require multiple inputs or multiple tests in order to achieve that translation that's how i I interpreted it but that's cool. I bet you the Google Translate thing is going to get way better. That's what I thought he was implying because Google Translate, you know, contextually, if, if you have a large language model and it knows so many different ways, I mean, it can write poetry and stuff. It, it can mm-hmm. it can warp the language in ways that, you know, these Google Translate kind of uh, yeah. algorithms can't. So it would be the equivalent of asking a real Bengali speaker, how would you say 
this phrase in Bengali? You know, like how yeah, would you say and that's, it? That's interesting. Like I'd be interested in, in seeing like how it handles converting phrases that don't exist into another language. Exactly. Yeah, especially you know, like when you come like that's interesting because English has like we we have a ton of idioms, we have a ton, you know, a that's ton what of, I was like, going to use that exact same term. How will it translate that into something where they don't have a word for that? My partner and I when we were learning German um mm -hmm. after watching Dark because we got addicted to it. Uh it's it's like you can English is the, English is like <laughs> the hardest language to learn simply because there's so many words. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you look at there's not that many words. There's not that many it, rules either. No, or there's but, a lot of rule breaking. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of rule breaking, but there's mm -hmm. there's just like not words for certain things, you know, and like one word can mean multiple things in, you know, in German and many other languages, you know. So, yeah, I would be really interested in like how that happened. How, how, That's how, how I was that. interpreting that phrase. Now, Drew is rewatching the video, so he might prove no, me I wrong. No, I can't find the fucking clip. God damn it. But that was essentially i mean I, and i could see the power in that because again if you have a large language model that has analyzed thousands upon thousands hundreds millions of lines of a specific language then yeah comparing that to another translation could be very the equivalent to having two native speakers uh, how do you feel uh, like how do you feel this is going to affect um like translation houses i think it'll kill them yeah I think that's that's I think that's exactly in that um, sixty minutes interview. I think that's what they're implying is that they'll no longer have a job because there's no point in having the the nuance of like, well, this is informal and this is more formal and and even if it's you know, only this, ninety percent as good, it's five thousand times cheaper. So do the math. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They might exist just to like maybe give it a look over, right? Like you might have it's one. Possible. There'll yeah. be few, there'll be far fewer employees in those spaces you know to to just go over things yeah i mean the example Maybe. and and i don't know if this is all staged i don't know if this is all scripted but the example and this is bard bard is uh less uh sophisticated it fucking sucks okay the I'm example sure that they had I'm in 60 pretty. minutes is the hemingway short story thing that the sentence which is uh what baby shoes for sale never worn you know so it's Six yeah. six words. Yeah, and write a story that uh, about that those six words, and it wrote this you know beautiful you know story. That's the type of thing we're talking about here. Like it can take the context of those six words and it can weave a story together. If you apply that to translation, then of course your translation is going to be better. It understands way more depth in the context of what you're getting at through the language than your typical. Google Translate would. I was being overly aggressive with the Bard thing. It, it, it <laughs> it's still really good, but like, because you know, it does things that would be unimaginable three years ago. But it's like you compare yeah. it to GPT, and it's like, yes, oh. of course, yeah. It's it's, it's just so funny, really like how quickly this shit is like yeah. moving, like how fucking mm -hmm. parabolic it's getting in terms of like, oh well, it can only write sixty percent of my code, so get the <laughs> get that shit out of here. It's I'm trying try to get to write it a song for Randy's band, but. It actually like kept writing like a song with the name of your band in it. Which version? Yeah. Which version? Uh, I don't know, whatever one is the well, Braid sold sixteen. Braid sold sixteen thousand copies of Frame and Canvas. I I'm woefully behind that, so I don't think I don't know if GPT really knows about my band. <laughs> Maybe happens is not well understood. For example, one Google AI program adapted on its own. 
after it was prompted in the language of Bangladesh, which it was not trained to know. Cap. Cap. So okay. Very few amounts. Of but again, they could again, be referring again, to some other Again, that's the 60 program. Minutes guy. That's the 60 Minutes yeah. guy. This is this harkens back to like four or five episodes ago when I was complaining about being interviewed. Uh, you know, back to the band thing, being interviewed. These people... They have no clue what they're actually, yeah. actually asking. So the editors, they take creative freedom, and it's like, yeah. before how you know it. How can we make it, this thing sound as scary as possible? Or or how could how could we completely miss the point of what this uh, Google engineer, it, it was actually a, a senior vice president that was demonstrating this, but how can we totally miss the point of what he was actually demonstrating? I would also, yeah. I would also think that, like, because Google is, you know, an international company, and they support so many different languages and just about everything that they do, that it probably just by default. You yeah, know, I, I can't has, imagine has has like Bengali in there. You know, well, here, here's did you, the did thing, you here's look the, here's, at all two trillion documents and make sure there was no Bengali in it. Here, here's here's the point though. That the point is currently Google Translate has to be trained on all the different variations of or not trained because that it's not AI. It, it is. Has they still be, use like deep learning, but it has to be plugged into all the different variations of the contextual properties of a specific phrase or what have you. It's a much so, more precise process. Yes. So so a translation is very literal. If you write car drives down the road, it's a very literal thing. But if you wanted to get a more poetic, contextual meaning behind something, it's going to fall flat every single time. But if you have a large language model and it knows 16 different languages, it will be able to give you a more precise translation of the meaning and the context the, the behind the phrase. And, and that's the semantics, kind of, and, and, yeah. and you get that for free. The power is... a consequence is, of the, the thing. And really, the power of that is just... I mean, it's immeasurable. It's it's huge. It's like it's like Hitchhiker's Guide, a babblefish in your ear. Like, because it's way more powerful and it's one, to get... And it's and one piece of the of models that have only existed yeah. for fucking two years. But you are literally... You are this close and for listeners, I'm doing very close uh, index and thumb finger. You're this close to getting a babblefish, to getting like headphones that can literally translate so nuanced and so specific of any language in directly, like real time. The only thing, had those. The only but thing... I mean, this this is beyond just like, because they have those, but they have those in a very literal sense. So you get this like broken, weird kind of sure. translation. You have to kind of build the context yourself based on like different clues that you might get. Now it's yeah. going to be so beautifully specific that you're going to like get exactly well, And, and yeah, also, I, exactly I mean, like saying. most yeah. modern speech attacks like Whisper and DeepGram just released their own new thing and Assembly AI just released their own new, new thing. They're also really good at just automatically detecting the language that they're putting into text, right? And mm -hmm. so that really the only thing that's blocking that sort of incredible sort of like experience that you're describing is latency. And the only thing that's really blocking that is running these things on device. And we're already seeing that start to happen. There's a lot of open source models that you can run on a decently spec MacBook. And, uh, you know, they're not as quote unquote, they're not as good as like sort of the, the ones that you could, you hit the inference APIs on. But again, we're really fucking early with this stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we're, we, I mean, Google, I know it's a completely different thing, but Google already like smashed its assistant down to a phone 
where it didn't have to like hit the cloud every single time. Apple's been working on dedicated quote unquote like neural chips, like AI dedicated chips for for some time now, and they've, they're in most of the devices that currently exist. They've been releasing papers since June of 2022 about getting transformer models to run on those chips. I really think that like this year, next year we'll be seeing a version of like Siri that is powered by an LLM that runs locally on your device. Um, smart move for Apple just to skip the whole nonsense of like Alexa and Google assistant and everything. Just go straight. Yeah. Just go for, go for the fucking throat. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, and it, and this is kind of the thing that we've talked about before where it's like, they've been kind of in a wait and see and like a holding pattern on voice tech in general. And we're watching Google and Amazon both have to completely gut everything that they've invested in. Uh, mm -hmm. in response to this yeah. stuff i really do think that this is probably where they're going to jump in and they're going to look at sort of these existing models and say okay well this is going to be like the new basis for kind of everything because that's the main thing that i think a lot of people miss it's not just that it can make text it can understand intent and it can yeah. map that to take action like the chat gpt i may have said this on this on this program before but like <laughs> The chat, the, well, we're, the, we're the program chat, guys. We've the grown chat up. GPT plugins ecosystem. You feed it an API spec, and it figures out how to make the request. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the plugin. That's fucking nuts. The barrier to entry yeah. is zero. It's insane. It's insane. I, I'm. I'm still. I'm again. Not to keep on harping on this point, but I'm still most impressed with the. Uh, I mean, it can write poetry. I don't care about whether it's, it's good stuff. I don't care about whether it's good or bad. I, writing poetry means that you understand the language intimately. I will be, understand I will be more language. impressed when it yeah. when it can when it can make puns. It can it, do that. It one hundred thousand. Yeah, it can. I, I'm just saying, like, it's not just you know spitting out copy and paste. It can actually understand yep. the context and how to get a, an emotion actually, across. This goes back to the today. joke, like it, it getting that joke. Um, people people have described about, it. Um, people that are like sort of naysay, like detractors of, of this stuff. And I, I don't 100 million percent buy into all the hype, but it's like, if if you are like thinking that this is just another fucking web three crypto hype thing, you have, I'm, I understand why no, you would no. think that God, we've, no. we've all yeah. been fucking burned by this shit. Mm -hmm. This is not it's that. Different. And, and no. people, you know, people like, so detractors, like the phrase that is, gets thrown around is, Oh, it's just a, like a, it's a parrot. It's a, it's a stochastic parrot. And I think the weaker models kind of, deserve that criticism but if you know, if it's you know a parrot if it's a parrot it? we're all parrots exactly yeah. and it. that's the thing it's like if if you are if you are doubting quote-unquote like I, and i don't give a shit if it's quote-unquote intelligent or not we don't even know what intelligence means in a human no, like look, children do not go to school to learn how to speak all right they right. just learn how to speak from absorbing their parents and their surrounding environment and they learn the language the native language they get more specialized and they learn writing and, and what have you and they have an internal monologue Typically. and they have all you know but speaking the actual words and, and being able to communicate is a base function of our human biology and this thing it's got that yeah better so. than most people better than me <laughs> i i actually it can, it can it go it can go a full paragraph to... without saying that fucking sucks about everything like carl, like carl let carl speak drew fine. i i used it today to um <laughs> To have it explain some things to me, like, uh, you know, when I, whenever I'm trying to like learn something new, you know, the first thing I do is like, I either read documentation on it or I try to, you know, look at, you know, Stack Overflow or just, you know, type it into Google to see what kind of answers I get to help me ex help explain things because maybe I just don't know the right words. Mm -hmm. Not knowing 
what you don't know is a big thing with learning something new. Today, I, I've asked Drew to explain this to me once before. It was a piece of code because it was, it was relatively new to me. And Drew knows it very well, but it, it, sometimes he's not good at explaining things. Yeah. Just, and, you know, but it, uh, I just Bastard. pasted the line. I pasted Surely the line. Surely you could have given the story without putting me down. <laughs> no, I, I, it's better I, this way. I, I pasted this line into ChatGPT and I said, can you explain what this means? Like on five. What was it? And it, I'm not telling you. And it, and it was that. <laughs> Are you embarrassed? No, not at all. Um, it was that, it was that TypeScript thing I asked you about to help me explain like with okay. the, the plate, the placeholder types and yeah. you know, and all that, all that generic types or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was really cool how just like how it explained it like step by step like okay this is this this is that this is comes with this with has a default of this this has a, this which is the default of that this has to be called because it needs this it's required and I'm just like wow that's fucking clear as day yeah and I don't have to like search all of the Stack Overflow I don't have to post on there and have some asshole tell me my grammar's wrong I, or tell me that it's not a good question for Stack Overflow or or that you know I didn't this question's I, already been asked or or I didn't I didn't. Uh, <laughs> What else? I, I didn't show that I did any work or research at all, or you know, I you know, I don't have to get all that. I can just ask ChatGPT, and it's just like, oh yeah, that can explain have, this to you. Have you heard of Found? No. P H O P H O U N D. Go there right now. Okay. Go there this minute. Found here. Not Found magazine. No, no, you, you'll you'll thank me. I don't no, that's not it. That's not how you spell it. Hold on. This is uh, the Bard versus ChatGPT, um, or GPT four is becoming a Matt Damon, Jimmy Kimmel bit at yeah. this point i think this i think this bit is i don't gonna think we're have, gonna have time for we're that. not gonna have time for this bit <laughs> Hold on. I, I apologize to bard and uh gpt4 yeah, next time uh, our, our guests time. you know they'll be we'll fly him back out uh <laughs> it'll be fine it's he's just found, found as the he's sitting in, in the green room <laughs> just waiting for no, no, the no. chance to shine um why can't i fucking find it? i can't find found <laughs> you, this is what you can't find found that's unfortunate. AI dev search tool. God damn it. Where are you? Find. Find. P-H-I-N-D. Oh, find. Christ. Oh, it's not found. It's find. P-H-I-N-D. Okay, so this, it was a tense. It was so a tense. This is going to give you... So I, I found some success with this. The um, AI search engine for developers. So yeah. So this is actually really incredible. You can actually... You can feed it specific sources you want it to use. Uh, and this gets around the knowledge cutoff of ChatGPT because it is very similar to Bing, but this is like dedicated to developers. You can ask it for specific help with like a specific problem and it will use up-to-date documentation. It's it's actually really incredible. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's very nice. I was looking into MUI for a couple things. I'm pretty good at bending MUI to my will mm-hmm. now, but there's some things that I was just like, okay, how do I, how do I get this in there? Like what, where would this go? Like, because... In order to do some things with MUI, like especially with TypeScript, you have to you have to know the modules that you're kind of um, augmenting. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, and if you don't know what those what those modules are, then you know you got to kind of try and find it and look it up, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. And I was yeah. like, all right, well, how do I get how do I get this in there? You know, I, like I want a custom components. How do I get a custom component to be you know in the theme so that I can customize it there with TypeScript? I was like, oh, with type with you know, using TypeScript. And it was like, oh, all you have to do is just, you're going to have to augment with this, you know, augment this component thing, add this, add this. I'm like, okay, how, how would I add my own props to that? And then also like do have the style overrides function. It's like, oh, then you just need to add this prop to it and give it a default and declare it this way. And I'm just like, that's fucking dope. 
Like, is, uh, you're, like and, and that stuff that stuff that you're not that you won't find on materials documentation. Like it's it does, not it in hasn't, there. It like, hasn't been fucking written down. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's interesting because like they have some, right? And, and that's all know, it needs. Yeah, it's it's just crazy. I I love it. It was I was like, oh man, this is like it's going to take it to like to a, to the next level. It's just it's and this is, right. So there's gonna there's a very we have a very brief window. Those of us who have skills that are about to be erased by this thing, because. In this brief window, we will be able to output 10 times what we would normally punt out, which is why I would advocate to not have a salaried position at this moment, but or, or have one and do other things. Because the cost of doing this stuff, like the actual raw doing, is going to get very, very small. And that's another reason that I, I say that like source code itself is not all that valuable an asset to an organization. You mean small, small or you mean cheap? Cheap. In terms of the boilerplate the you know repetitive shit really anything mm -hmm. you know like the which is a great thing and a horrible thing if it w if we weren't in the system that we're in it would be a universally great thing because it would mean that everybody gets to make more shit faster unfortunately we live in an extremely competitive world with competitive zero-sum mindsets these things will eat everyone including developers yeah, yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be just about everyone everyone except in, in except in physical labor spaces yeah and i mean people say oh well you know you'll still need somebody piloting these things and that's true but it's gonna replace all your juniors and then it's gonna Probably. replace most of your seniors yeah. and then it's gonna be 10 people per company really yeah yeah you're gonna have some like legacy f folks like floating around just to kind of babysit the bots it won't even be legacy people what it'll end up being is whoever they can find that's the absolute cheapest that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it, it's going to be. Can, like, it's going to be a, prompts. Yeah. And and the way things are going, it's actually just going to be like a thirteen-year-old in you know in sixth grade, sixth, seventh grade <laughs> in Iowa. <laughs> in Iowa, no, it'll be all over the U.S. by that yeah. time. Uh, well, they've got know, plenty of time because they're using ChatGPT to do their homework. <laughs> yeah. Episode thirty-one. Shit's going to get real weird. We keep saying it, folks. <laughs> it's going to keep getting weirder. Drew is no longer in island time. Now he's wearing a a, a shirt that kind of looks like he's. I'm losing Maybe my. I'm on losing my goddamn mind time. I'm becoming completely neurotic. Looks like, he looks like he's getting a little militant. He looks yeah, like he's yeah, he does a bit militant. Yeah, there's he a, actually looks like he's there's like he's come a in point. boot camp, like a Che Guevara kind of look to him right now. I don't in know. I mean, I don't. I, I'm, I'll have a botnet as opposed to uh, freedom fighters. <laughs> Would this replace Fidel Castro? This uh, I could never. This AI. It could never because you know why? Even the CIA but, couldn't unplug Fidel Castro. Boom, bitch. Um, so, Weed of Crime, leave us a voicemail. Weedofcrime.com slash voicemail. And watch our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at Crime. Episode 31. We love you. Thank you so much for sticking around. I, I love you even more than Randy does. Why are we saying I love you all of a sudden? I don't know. I like it. <laughs> Bye, folks. Good night. Selling anybody's data. Now watch this drive. <laughs> <laughs>